I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Post Game. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. The Flyers are undefeated in the post-Dave Hackstall era. Carter Hart, the savior, sent to us uh, from above. 1-0, looked pretty good tonight. Um, Very few complaints about this game, guys. I gotta say, a few too many penalties, especially early, but I thought it was a good team win. I thought guys who needed to look good really did, starting with Carter Hart, of course. I'm not going to say Carter Hart looked like a young Patrick Wah out there, but for a 20-year-old just kind of thrown into it like this, he absolutely held his own. Uh, the first goal, you know, it was basically an uncontested slot shot on the power play uh, with a with an unmarked man in front. You're supposed to score on those. Can't really hold that one against him. Second one I thought he could have had. Um, it was definitely uh, It was definitely savable. Uh, savable. Veroni needs to cancel out his guy's stick there. Uh, um, the goals, I don't, who even scored? I don't remember. It was uh, De La Rose got that second one. And um, yeah, Veroni could have canceled out his stick. De La Rose got position on him and uh, was able to whack it through there. You'd like to see Hart tighten that one up, but hey man, a win is a win. I will absolutely take that. Definitely want to see more of Carter Hart. Really hoping he's back in there on Thursday. Uh, me and Kelly and Steve and Craig from Flyperbole will all be at the game on Thursday. So uh, we're ho- and we'll be at the Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation table, spreading awareness about their charity, doing some things for them, doing some trivia, giving away some keychains. I think so. We're gonna have a good time there, but. Really hoping Carter Hart's back in there because I got seats. I'm going to be watching this game. Want to see more of him. Um, but, yeah, from from Nolan Patrick, I thought he was aggressive. Oscar Lindblom looked like he had another a new spring in his step. Uh, I, I was impressed. I thought Wayne Simmons had his best game in a little while. Jake Voracek was back to looking like Jake Voracek. I don't think he picked up a point tonight. But I thought he was dangerous, and I thought he really limited his uh, – Limited his turnovers, and uh, where are you, Voracek? Yeah, no points. But four shots on goal, which led all forwards, led all flyers. Um, you know, 1944 of, of ice time, and I, I thought he looked good. I've been critical of Jake lately. Good to see him uh, looking like he should again. He'll, you know, he'll pick up points. Jake picks up points even when he's playing poorly. Uh, it's more just about, you know, it's very much about the eye test with Jake, and I thought he looked real good tonight. But I thought I thought everyone did what they needed to do. Uh, that it was so subtle and so easy to overlook. But that uh, little little fake Giroux made to let the puck go on the Gudis goal uh, and let it get right to Gudis was was absolutely awesome. Uh, glad to see that wasn't overturned because Jesus, if that's goalie interference, let's just pack it in. Let's just say the crease is everything below the circles, and you're not allowed to. You're not allowed in it. That's that's all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was I was pleased with the game tonight. Just a good team win. Good way to get started. Um, Got to cut out those penalties. What'd they take? Only ended up taking three, but they were all pretty early. Uh, you know, Detroit took two in basically the same amount of time. It was uh, the refs were kind of. <laughs> 
excuse me, refs were kind of calling it tight there for for the first part of the game. But you just got to stay out of the box. Um, and like I said, that first goal is power play goal, and you really, I, I guess you want to get a, I guess you want to get Carter Hart a test early. But I don't know. I just putting like one of the worst penalty kills of all time in front of him seems bad. They held the Red Wings to 22 shots, and now that's that's the thing we got to get into. The Red Wings absolutely freaking stink. They are not good. Uh, Hart makes 20 saves. But the Flyers did what they had to do. They came out and played better than a, uh, than a team they're better than, and I think that showed tonight. Probably could have taken advantage of a few more opportunities. You'd like to see them net four or five in a game like this and really, uh, really put it out of reach. But the Flyers don't know how to play a not dramatic game unless they're getting blown out, obviously. Uh, but that's it. Um, let's let's get it to you guys. Let's. I'm hoping we're just having a, a big celebration of Carter Hart here tonight. Uh, Hart will not have to buy his own drinks because he's not old enough. That's true. Yeah, he's a. Uh, that's funny. Ghost is back. I'm calling it. That's another guy who I thought just, you know, eye test wise looked more aggressive, looked more engaged tonight, just looked more like himself. Uh, I'm digging the D pairs. I want to keep, I want to keep Provorov and Ghost away from each other for a little bit. Uh, ultimately, I like those two together, but uh, Sanheim is earning it right now, man. He had that icing at the end, and that's uh, that's not a great play. But when you're as good as the Flyers are on faceoffs, it's not the worst play in the world either. I realize they have the net empty, so um, you know they have the extra guy to get in there and tie it up and try to win it back. But it's not the worst thing in the world to ice it in that situation. But you'd really like to avoid it. Other than that, I just I just like that. I'm hoping I didn't notice a big I didn't notice a big difference structurally. And when the coaches only had one morning skate, there's not going to be a big structural difference. But I just thought I saw a lot of guys who felt more free to be creative. Maybe I'm just reading into it and I'm looking for it, and that's why I noticed it. But I just thought guys weren't just the extra pass wasn't just back to the point, man, like an outlet. If they were going to make the extra pass, it was a dangerous pass. It was a cross-ice pass. It was a, it was an ice, you know, across the home plate area, across the high-danger area, or it was back to a trailer who wasn't even on screen. I just thought they were a lot more creative tonight. I think guys feel a sense of relief that – and not even that Hackstall's fired, Hackstall's the boogeyman, blah, blah, blah. But there's been this cloud hanging over – Everything the Flyers do, going back more than a year to the 10-game, and a lot of people were out on Hackstall before the 10-game losing streak, but as a whole, as a fan base, there's been this cloud since last year's 10-game losing streak. Like, all right, when are we moving on from this guy? Like, and it was just it, – it, it colored everything. Anytime I make a point in here, I'm like, okay, this is good, this is good, they need to build, build on this there will be a comment that's just like, well, they can't because it's Hackstall, fuck him. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, and, but I understand it. And the players, I feel like, felt that a bit. Uh, you could see it when they were out west. Just, ugh, you knew, they knew, everyone knew. It was just, okay, What? this is a waste of time keeping him around. Um, but again, Detroit, a bad team. Every seven to ten days, the Flyers put one of these games together where you go, all right. They look decent. Let's build on this. And then they get blown out the next night. So now let's see what they do against Nashville on Thursday. Nashville is a damn good team. Nashville is a legitimate cup contender. Uh, let's see what they come out and do on Thursday. 
I'm not even saying if they lose, the whole thing's a, a the whole thing's a goddamn sham and it's over. I'm just saying, let's see them continue to look like a team that belongs on the ice most nights instead of the team that gets blown out whenever they play a good team. So let's uh, – I'm good, fun team win, really happy about the results, really happy for Carter Hart that he gets the W, but let's see what they do Thursday now. Do we think Oscar Lindblom played in the third period for the first time all season? I feel like a lot I – I guess that's – so many guys looked more confident tonight, and I think Lindblom was one of them. I'd still like to see Amac take a seat. I believe that will eventually happen. Uh, Gordon, like I said, he's had one morning skate with this team. You know, let's see what happens when he's trying to implement everything. You know, a lot of people are saying he really trusts Myers. He trusts Friedman. When are we going to see them? I would love it. Trust me. I want nothing more than to see all the kids on defense. Let me see them all. Give them all to me. Uh, but I understand waiting like a couple of games at least to get your feet under you, figure out what combinations work and where you want to plug other guys. F- deal with what you have before you look to, you know, okay, and now we got to do this. Sanheim looks like there's a monkey off his back. Just another guy who looks more confident. Uh, he was trying to lead a rush and kind of fumbled a puck at one point, and then like a few a, a shift or two later made a play. It was, okay, yes, it's not just one mistake and boom. All right, you're benched or just stop doing the things that make you a good player. Um, And again, one game. Can't make sweeping generalizations about the mindset of the team or anything off of one game, and I'm well aware of that. I'm just saying from what I saw tonight, I believe that to be true, that the whole team kind of had this monkey lifted off of their back. Uh, I was amazed to see plays being drawn on the chalkboard. Uh, Voracek is the piece they need to move. He can bring in a good player. His time has come. It depends on return. Like I always say, there are players, there are right-wingers in this league who are better than Jake Voracek, but there's not a ton of them. Um, The team that trades the forward a lot of these times is the team that loses these trades. I'm not saying Jake Voracek is untouchable. I think there are like three untouchables, and he's not one of them. Um, But... Be careful what you wish for in a Jake Voracek trade. I get as frustrated with him as anybody. Don't get me wrong. But I also recognize upgrading from Jake Voracek will be difficult. Zone entry so much better today. Yeah, and again, that's I want to see that continue. Uh, Is it because they just did things better, or is it because Detroit is bad? Bang, bang, Nick. What's going on? Uh, hey, Bill. Fun to hear building alive and cheering. Yeah, that's another, like, not only was a cloud, a monkey, whatever, lifted off of the organization and the players and whatever, it was also the building and the fans and just the hockey the hockey community in this city. We don't want to boo these guys. I, real, I know we're Philly, you know, and, and we will boo. And it is very much warranted watching this team. They're in last place. You boo a last place team. That's what freaking happens. Um, but we want to cheer these guys, and we like so many of the players. I like, what, 20 out of the 23 guys on the roster or whatever, you know? Uh, we want to cheer for these guys and acknowledging that, hey, Dave Haxtell was a problem, and we believe we've taken care of it. Uh, I think that's... Um, 
I think that uh, it was necessary, and I think you saw that in the building tonight. And hopefully they string together some good performances at home, pick up some points, pick up some Ws, and the atmosphere will continue to improve in that building because it has been garbage for a while now. AMAC with more ice time than Ghost. What was the Alec? Let's look at because Ghost just doesn't kill penalties. Uh, yeah. Oh, Ghost actually did have more special teams time, but it's just a function of um, they'll figure it out. I, I it's eighteen seventeen to seventeen twenty nine. I like a more even distribution of the ice time, and Travis Sandheim second on the team with twenty forty five. I uh, want to see him killing penalties more. But I did like him out on the ice at the end uh, with the uh, with Detroit's net empty. I did like putting that responsibility on him. You're not just a guy who's going to play when we need a goal. You're one of our defensemen who we believe should be in the top four rotation. I want to see that continue. Uh, Phil Veroni for third line C. I'm good on that. Um, I think he's perfect. I think he's fine for his role. I think in the role he's in, he's just fine. Uh, don't want to see him elevated. Don't need that. Uh, playing, playing well. Um, I think he could have done a lot more to prevent the second Detroit goal. But everyone, yeah, you know, loses a guy in coverage, gets beat, whatever. He's, I think he's a good fourth liner. Um, that's, that's as far as I'll take that. Carter Hart for president. Why not? Carter Hart, twenty twenty. Someone on BSH posted up that every forward got over nine minutes tonight. Can't say how much better I find that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just the allocation of the minutes. It drives me nuts that they lean on, you know, the top two lines. Or, and this was under hack. They'd lean on the top two lines for the first two periods. And then in the third line, it was like, well, we need our, our – or in the third period, oh, we need our fourth line grinders out there. They're our shutdown guys. But no. Make it even early. Keep the ice time even early. So then in the third period, when you need your best players, they're not already at 20 minutes. Like, it seems like a really simple thing to me. And when you're chasing games and you need goals, I get it. You have to shorten the bench and do whatever. But, yeah, let's let's look at the forward ice time now as well. Uh, yeah. Connect me only 1041, but he did miss a little time. I'm not sure if he's, uh, like, 100%. Uh, Nolan, ten forty nine. Who was yeah? Like Oscar Lindblom got got as much time as as Nolan Patrick and Travis Konechny. I'm totally cool with that. Uh, yes, and the, the top two lines obviously get a bulk of the uh, get a bulk of the ice time and everything. And Wayne Simmons got a little bump there, but um, I'm cool with it. Play the play the players who are playing well. I, I I'm very happy with uh, to see that there wasn't a guy who got four minutes out there because that's just making your team shorthanded. I've uh, if you're gonna only play one forward for five minutes, play seven defensemen. I'll never understand the thinking. Veroni played well with the lead. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Veroni. I just think he's fine in his role. Oh yeah, what was the deal on Radko's goal? What was Bernier trying to sell? JVR didn't have a clear intention of interfering with him. Yeah, it's just if there's contact that stops the goalie from playing his position, they're going to – and if there's any if there's anything close to contact at all, the goalie's going to complain. And the way things went the previ in previous years, um, the goalies got their way. Uh, it looks like they're kind of getting away from every single little 
breath that's uh, on the goalie. Um, you know, and it was, I think, well enough enough time between the goal actually crossing the goal line, the puck actually crossing the goal line, and JVR making what appeared to be maybe minimal contact with his skates. Uh, that there's no apt, no godly reason that goal shouldn't have been allowed. And to the referees and whoever's credit, it, it was. Uh, brought me so much joy to actually see Sandheim flying across the neutral zone consistently, and that's that's what we need, man. He's such a smooth skater. He's got big strides. He's confident with the puck, and he can make a play with it, either 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 setting someone up or taking the shot himself. He very much needs to be a big part of uh, of this team in all three zones, and I think we're working towards that now. I thought Provy started rough but finished strong. Provy's getting through it right now. We all know what it is with him. Uh, I like him a lot better on the. Uh, I like him a lot better with Sandheim right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Great to see Ghost using his legs tonight, scoring on the rush. Aggressive and confident. We talked about. Um, we talked about Ghost on BSH just last night on our show and how, while we all love Shane Gossespair, I I love Shane Gossespair's one of my favorite flyers to watch for, for most, I mean, at this point, I like him as much as anybody I grew up with, you know? Um, it's like him, Mike Richards, Eric Lindros, and Brian Boucher, my favorite, my favorite flyers ever. Um, and Chris Gratton, of course. But, uh, this team has this way of letting what, when things don't go their way, get, they get down on themselves and they really, fluctuate the emotions and that's some of that wasted emotion dave haxtall wasn't totally wrong uh jesus christ <laughs> on those words now um dave haxtall wasn't totally wrong in saying that this team can waste some emotion and gostas bear is one of those guys who seem to fluctuate a lot uh and i, I really want to see him have a prolonged period of looking like the ghost we all we all love Uh, I wonder what jersey is sold out tonight. Yeah, those 79s are going to fly off the shelves just in time for Christmas. Uh, they got the gritty toys in. They got uh, heart jerseys in. My God, Flyers are going to clean up. In one night, they're going to make up for all the losses they had under uh, under Dave Haxtell. Anyone wonder if Jimmy Howard was traded? That is why he didn't start tonight. I, I figured we'd hear something about that. Um, they're asking for a first-round pick for Jimmy Howard, which is, I guess if you're a cup contender without a goalie, it's a price you pay, but how many cup contenders don't have goalies? Um, Dave Isaac reported he got hurt, uh, or at least he tweeted that Jimmy Howard got hurt. I get That might just be what it was, but I feel like we would have heard something about Howard by now. If something happens, let me know, because I'm in here with you. I'm not looking at Twitter, so but I, I, I doubt it. Seriously, how much longer do we have to deal with McDonald? Um, guys, I, I, I know. I know. I, I have to believe that as we get into the next couple of months towards the trade deadline, he will be phased out of the rotation. Uh, I have to believe it because, man, if you're trying to uh, – he, he just doesn't – if his whole purpose – if his whole purpose is his leadership and he gives the young guys, uh, you know, 
uses his experience to impart wisdom on them. And that's if his whole purpose is intangibles, make him a coach. I guarantee you he's a better coach than Ian LaPerriere. He has to be. Just put him in that role. I, I, I'll, I'll die not understanding the Andrew McDonald thing. If things go well, would you think we keep Gordon as coach? Uh, he's a candidate. Um, I think he's going to stay through this season. I'd be, I, I'm pretty confident he's going to be the coach through the rest of this year. Um, but I think they'd have to miss out on some on some names you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think they'd have to miss out on like big name guys. Uh, it's the Flyers, man. They want to make a splash, uh, and they want a big name coach. They they don't want to go with an unknown thing. Um, but if they miss out on some people, I don't see why Scott Gordon wouldn't be a, a possibility. The fourth line is good. Leave them alone. Yeah, I think they're fine. I mean, you know, it's a fourth line. They're fine. Um, gotta love that puck in the jersey stopping action. That is a rare ability. Give him all the TOI. I don't. I must have missed that. Do you think these lines stick for the next game? Would like to see Patrick with Limblom again. I think Limblom played well enough to earn a promotion, but I don't know if Gordon is gonna um, Gordon's gonna just switch up a uh, you know something that's working. But I, I would love to see Limblom with with Patrick again. And now that we now that Patrick's basically the three C with. Um, with Giroux back at center, I, I don't see why not. Um, I don't know if he's going to switch up things after a win in you know game two of his Flyers tenure. They looked energized and they care. Massive indictment of Hack. Yeah, they just looked more. They just looked more creative. I just it looked like, and I don't know if it's so much as an, an indictment of Hack. But I don't happy he's gone. Not trying to defend the guy. I just think, like, maybe it's more an indictment of the situation as a whole, which, of course, is created by Hack not being very good at his job. Um, but I think, uh, like, the the energy and all that is just kind of a symptom of, oh, my God, this freaking drama is – this, at least, this one single drama is finally over with, you know? Like, we don't have to deal with the fans chanting fire Hackstall, stuff like that. Uh, hey, Bill, who was calling the shots behind the bench, Gordon or the assistants? I mean, I'm sure the he's going to take input from his guys who have been with this team. I mean, Rick Wilson recently joined the team, but uh, Lappy and Knobloch have been here all year, so I'm sure he's taking input from those guys. But it's going to be Scott Gordon's show, and if he's seeing this as his opportunity to, uh, you know, to get another shot in the NHL, I'm sure he's going to do it his way. He's not going to want to look back and go, oh, man, I should have just trusted my gut rather than Ian LaPerriere. You know, I, 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 I would guess that Scott Gordon is, you know, the head coach. Anything schematically different between Gordon and Hack that you noticed? I, there was zero time to really switch up much, um, really switch up much of what they do in terms of scheme. I will just say I think the players, whether it was them just wanting to, uh, whether they just 
felt more free to play the way they – I just – there was more creativity. The players just looked like they had more freedom, whether that's a function of they actually just wanted to go out and make some plays and, and play great in front of, you know, in front of the fans who have been trying to get rid of this coach for over a year now and support the goalie that is supposed to be the savior and he's a 20-year-old kid making his NHL debut uh, in the midst of all this turmoil. Or Gordon actually said, just go out and be yourselves. Uh, I don't know, but uh, in terms of scheme, I just don't think there was enough time to implement anything all that uh, all that differently. Uh, had a similar instance when Shen collided with Quick, but he was only trying to get out of the way uh, with the um, JVR thing. Yeah, there's. I mean, there are there. It's it's always a it's a coin flip in this freaking league still. Sanheim getting more minutes than Amac gives me life. It's good for all of us. Hart is talking now. Excellent. Uh, I can officially hang up the Ducks jersey for the time being. Hack is gonna uh, is gone, and this team looks like they have fight in them. Absolutely. I will caution all of you. Listen, I want to be as optimistic as anybody because I want, like all of you, to cheer for this team and say, oh, no, it was Hack. He was the problem. The Flyers look good every seven to ten days. They do this. They, oh, man, okay, this is a building block. This is where we go. Where do we go from here, you know? And then they come out and get blown out. They come out and look like shit. Let's see if they don't do that on Thursday. You know, let's see if they can play tight with Nashville. Let's see if they can win four or five in a row. Let's see if they can look like a team that really knows they've been underperforming for, you know, this entire season, basically. I was happy to see Ghost score, even happier to see him make some aggressive plays defending the blue line. Yeah, that's another I, – I, I, they need to step up. Uh, they just need – there's no other way to defend. There's no way to – once teams are set up offensively, there's only so much you can do. You can block shots and hope your goalie makes saves if anything gets through. There's You're not allowed to do so much, you know. You have to stop them. You have to stop them between the red line and the top of the circles. That, that You need to defend your blue line, and uh, I want to see that continue as well. On the bad side, the Flyers online store is horrible. There's nothing gritty on there, and what there is overpriced and bad. Yeah, they have a I, – I, this Fanatics taking over everything I think really sucks because I think Fanatics branded stuff is cheap. Um, I, I really thought there was just going to be so much more cool Adidas NHL gear for everything once they took over, and now they have a full year. I, I'm disappointed in all uh, hockey gear, especially um, Flyer stuff. Hey, Bill, do you think we'll see a Fletcher move tomorrow? Uh, the what are the, the, the roster freeze kicks in, I think, a minute before midnight tomorrow. So we will see. Uh, they're desperate. They really want to get something done. Uh, I would just like to see something done because it would be entertaining for me. Uh, we'll see. I would, I would love to see it. I, I'm he- I just don't know. I would love to know. Has he had enough time to really understand what I what, my gut says no. A couple of days ago I was positive they were gonna do do something before the roster freeze. 
but now I'm kind of, maybe they want to hold back for uh, a couple of weeks, get through the holidays. Does Hart start Thursday versus the Preds? I would think so, but uh, like I said on the show tonight, if I'm Scott Gordon, or said on the show on Monday night, yesterday, if I'm Scott Gordon, I'm going to do things differently than Dave Hackstall. Uh, one of Dave Hackstall's biggest weaknesses was his over-reliance on one goalie, running a goalie into the ground. I don't think you're going to run a goalie into the ground starting him a Tuesday and a Thursday when he's 20 years old. Like, that's just normal. But I maybe let him savor this win. On the other hand, this team needs to win games. And who's available? What goalies are there? You know, what what can they actually do? Um, I I would love to see it. Uh, probably, I think he's going to start, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Amac isn't going to be here much longer. It's not. Uh, it's not going to be soon, but it'll be sometime, hopefully, within the new year. Yeah, I think he's going to be phased out. I don't think he's going to be put on waivers tomorrow before the roster freeze, and. Uh, you know, Friedman and Myers are going to come up and all the children sing. I would love it. Trust me. I would freaking love it. Um, I just don't see it happen. But I do think he's going to be phased out of the rotation. Uh, Hart seems super ready for this. Yeah, that's the one thing that makes him a little different. Like, um, I was joking, he's had a, a, sports science, a sports psychologist since he was in, like, third grade. That's not true, but it is, like, I think I read since he was 14 or 15, he's been seeing, like, one of these uh, sports performance psychologists, whatever the hell they are. Um, he's, a, he's a mature kid carrying the weight of it, – it's different. We look at Carter Hart and we think, okay, this is some kid who's never experienced anything like this before – because to us, the the grand stage is the big league, you know? But up in freaking Canada, dude, like the, uh, the world juniors and being on the world championship teams and stuff like that, that is a huge deal up there, and it is a tremendous amount of pressure. And he's, he's, he's accomplished all there is to accomplish at, at, at every level he's played in, basically. Um, you know, gets this call up. He's a, he's a mature kid. He's a calm kid. Uh, he's got all the right mental characteristics, I think, all the right intangibles to be able to deal with the pressure of this situation. Um, is he physically good enough yet? That's what we're going to find out because that's what I don't know. Looked fine tonight. Loved loved what I saw for the most part tonight. First goal, ain't nothing you can do about that. Wide open shot uh, with a guy in front on the power play. You're supposed to score. Second one, I wish he'd had it. Uh, Veroni could have done more, but, you know, wish he'd had it still. Um, overall, real happy with the way he played. Just want to see it continue. I, w- I think the mental aspect, the intangible aspect, the psychological, whatever you want to call it, I think he has that part covered. It's just a matter of the jump from juniors to the AHL to the NHL, how, how physically ready is he for that? Uh, Flyers would have played that way in defensive zone when Hackstall was here. Stolarz wouldn't have been a punching bag for teams in third periods and starts of games. 
Yeah, the third period they kept the they kept the foot on the gas for the most part in the third period. At one shot at one point, the shots were like nine to one or something in the third period. Um, Detroit, I believe, caught up at the end because that's how score effects work. But what did the third period shot totals end up? In? Yeah, it was still thirteen eight. The Flyers outshot them uh, in every period, but still, you know, having the lead in the third, they outshot um, outshot Detroit, and I think uh, really put. Uh, really put a lot of pressure on offensively and didn't allow themselves to uh, didn't allow themselves to lose this game as they do as they have so many times you know under the previous regime. Uh, from the Detroit Free Free Press, Jimmy Howard was receiving treatment during the game. May have to call up AHL goaltender for Thursday. So yeah, it looks like Jimmy Howard just got hurt. Hot take, Carter Hart will go down as the greatest goalie in Flyers history. Well, he's got a lot to do, but he can be the best goalie in the last 40 years without much, uh, you know, without much pushback. Hartnell night on Thursday. Oh, right, yeah, because they're playing Nashville, so it's they're going to honor Scott Hartnell. I'm looking for, oh, that's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, they joked on the um, <clears throat> they joked on the broadcast about whether uh, Hartnell would come out and fall down when he came out on the ice when they were honoring him. So we'll see about that. That'd be really funny, actually. But uh, yeah, Scott Hartnell's just one of those guys, man. He's uh, he when the Flyers traded Scott, I have a friend who's just a casual fan, you know, um, doesn't care to even get into the business side, doesn't want to even hear about it. So when you try to explain the contracts and all the reasons they traded him, uh, he, you know, he, he just thought it was stupid. Uh, but he said, the reason I love Scott Hartnell is because it was very clear Scott Hartnell loved to be a flyer. And I think that's really, uh, I, I, th I think that's a really apt way to say it. Scott Hartnell was, man, he was a Broad Street bully. He did everything he wanted him to do. He'd hit, he'd fight, he could score goals. Uh, he was a leader out there. He, he could be dumb as shit and a real goof, too. Uh, no, I don't want to update my – god damn it. Uh, don't get me wrong. He was absolutely uh, a freaking moron sometimes, but he was just the most lovable moron. And a pretty damn good hockey player, too. Uh, I'm a big fan of Scotty. The team actually looked relaxed and not looking like they were playing on pins and needles throughout. Hopefully this is a step in the right direction. I want to see this team be consistent for more than one game and not be consistently inconsistent. Yeah, that's what we keep coming back to. I'm very encouraged by what I saw tonight. Happy with the performance. Proud of Carter Hart. Glad the guys came out and played the way they did in front of him, holding Detroit to you know long stretches of time without shots. And they did so much right tonight. But we've been here before. You know, it's not like they get killed every single night. I've been on this show probably five times this season saying, all right, this is the building block. Let's go from here. And then the next night, they get killed. So we'll see. What do you think of a Stolar's heart tandem uh, combination going forward this season once Stoli is back from injury? I, I, I want to see Hart keep it up, absolutely. If Stolar's, um, you know, got to play better in front of Stolar's. He wasn't awesome, but I thought he was doing okay in there. Uh, definitely, I you know, made big saves, made clutch saves, uh, didn't make enough saves, but 
what goalie has. I think they're going to just have to kind of, it's, I don't trust any of these guys outside of Carter Hart to stay healthy or be good for long stretches of time. I think it's going to be, I don't think they're only going to be, they've already started six goalies. It's not Christmas yet. I doubt for the next, however, you know, four months, they're going to only start two. I, I don't see that as a possibility. How did Veroni look from radio call? He seemed to be doing well. Yeah, outside of the second goal where he could have tied his man up, could have canceled out his man's stick, done anything to defend him. Uh, I, I thought he was all over the place, really. I thought that fourth line buzzed. Uh, they created a few opportunities. Veroni had two or three scoring chances himself. Um, yeah, I, I thought he looked good. I, I, you know, good fourth liner. Free up some cap space with Laterra contract termination and make a move. They don't have to. They have all the cap space in the world. Um, they they have they can take on. Right now, I believe they can take on thirteen million in cap hits, and by the deadline, they're going to have like more than like I think it's like thirty five or thirty six million. Uh, by by deadline day, they don't they don't need cap space. They have plenty. Gritty taking out their coalies before the – yeah, that was funny. So Elliot gets uh, Elliot gets healthy. Buy out a goalie. Nobody wants our goalies. Yeah, you can't – you can put a guy on waivers, but uh, it's – you just waive them. That's it. There's They're not going to be able to move any of these guys. Fletch should be calling St. Louis. St. Louis, from everything coming out of there, they want to make a move. Uh, it seems like a pretty obvious partner for a move just because they loaded up to win now and they are sucking. Um, if you can if you can steal a piece or two off of them, that'd be great. We've already seen some things uh, would have had that wouldn't that would have never happened under Hackstall like Sanheim playing in the final minutes. Yeah, that stuff is uh, the uh, like I said, Hackstall. The it came down to the simplest things for me. Don't start a goalie every day of a month and then be surprised when oh wow he's hurt, big big shock. And don't tell me that bad players are good players and good players are bad players. Good hockey players are good hockey players regardless of the situation. I want guys who can make a play, not guys just hoping a puck hits them because they're standing in front of the shooter. Like that's uh, Andrew McDonald is bad. Travis Sanheim is good. I want to see Travis Sanheim. Ghost looks better and more free. Yeah, that's one of the things I, I was saying. I, I really hope that this team um, – I really hope that the idea with Gosses Bear is you have an always green light, always go. Because it's just an element that the – look at the guys who have that always green light. Yes, obviously they make mistakes. Obviously they turn the puck over a lot. Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, Drew Doughty, these guys lead the league in turnovers. And they have – like, look at the numbers for the last, like, five years. Those guys are at the top of the list. It happens because they're puck carriers. Puck carriers turn it over. P.K. Subban, way up there. Um but the threat of their ability, it's just something that defenses can't account for. It's, oh, wow, okay, here's another guy, and he's got speed because he's coming from deep in his own zone, and 
oh, he's got a shot and he can make plays, and it's just so hard to defend. I want him to always go. I don't want him to have a cautious bone in his body. Let other people worry about that shit. Bill G said he was more nervous than Carter Hart. Uh, that's not a shock. Carter Hart is a real, he just, at least externally, a real calm dude. And I'm sure all these players who know what that building can be like and understand the expectations of people, uh, of the fans who've been told, hey, Carter Hart's, you know, this mythical goaltender who's just dominating in juniors. All right, this franchise savior is now in the AHL. Oh, hey, we don't have a goalie. We need the franchise savior here early. Um, the players knew the expectations, and they know how bad that building can get when things don't go according to plan. So I'm sure players like Giroux have been here forever and know how things go. Maybe we're a little nervous for the kid, but I think everyone did their job tonight, and I was happy to see it. Is it the Carter Hart show from here on out? I'm interested to see. I think he's going to dictate that. Um, if he has a few bad ones in a row, I could see him getting sent down, especially as a few of these guys, uh, especially as a few of these guys ahead of him on the depth chart get get healthy at least for you know a week or two until we have to bring Hart back. But uh, <laughs> if he just continues to play well, I expect it to be like. Um, like Gossip Bears rookie year, he came up as an injury replacement for Mark Streit, and then he made it impossible uh, to send him back down. And so, boom, we got Shane Gossip Bear out of it. So, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's, uh, I'm just hoping that's what happens here. We'll see. Hart and Stoley for the rest of the year sounds good to me. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. I just don't think it's realistic. Um, Stolarz has already been hurt couple of knee surgeries, you know, coming off of those, and he's hurt again. I mean, I, I, I just don't find it realistic that before Christmas we started six goalies, and after we're only going to have two. I would like to see it. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. Do you think if Scott Hartnell hears Carter, he will fly into a rage thinking it's Jeff Carter? LOL. Good one there, Brian. Eklund swears someone wants Alex Lyon, who might be the worst of the whole group. Why are you reading Eklund, man? It's That's like saying to me, oh, man, the mayor of New York thinks the spider... Like, no, man, that's a comic book. That's a comic book where the mayor of New York is giving Spider-Man a, a, a medal. Like, yeah, Eklund is purely for entertainment. Love Meltzer. I'm a big... I love Bill Meltzer. But, like, come on. Eklund is just for entertainment purposes. Do you think Stoley watched the game and thought, boy, I wish we played like that in the D zone when Hackstall coached? Yes, and also remember Detroit stinks. That's something we got to keep hammering home. Detroit stinks. Is Latera's contract being terminated? If so, we got to go for Panarin. Well, Panarin's a free agent at the end of this year, and so is Latera. So the two have nothing to do with each other whatsoever. Uh, Stolars and Hart the rest of the way when Stoli is healthy. Sure, and, you know. Speaking of Gritty, did anyone see Love actually spoof with Gritty and Katie Nolan? I guess I missed it. Uh, just watched replay of the Gudis goal. He actually aimed low blocker. If he comes out to the top of the circle and takes that shot, he will score goals. 
guy, uh, Gudis is Gudis, man. I don't really think he aims. I, I, I Sometimes it goes in. The dude, he's not a strong enough puck handler to either wait uh, or move and, you know, allow traffic to get there. Uh, and he doesn't really change his angle all that much. He just shoots, which is fine. Someone said to me on Twitter tonight, shooting isn't always the best play, but it's rarely the worst. Uh, putting pucks on net is 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 always a good thing. I wish he'd do it. You know, I I, I wish he was more efficient with it, but um, it's it's not the worst thing in the world to have a guy who blasts away. Uh, he got one tonight. He rarely gets anything out of all the shots he takes. I'm a big Gudis fan. I really like Gudis, um, but he's in a perfect world, not one of your top four defensemen. Homer Flats said on MMR the plan was Hart Stoli for Flyers' future. Listen, I got a lot of plans, man. I just don't think they're realistic. Scott Gordon said he's still not sure if it's the right time for Carter Hart, but we'll see the we'll see down the road here. Yeah, I mean that's this isn't the perfect situation. This isn't what they envisioned. This isn't what they want to do. But there are no guarantees, only opportunities. He now is his opportunity, and it came early, but they're out of freaking goalies. So here we are. Um, you know, we'll see here. Uh, hopefully he just keeps it and never looks back and makes everyone reevaluate the idea that a 20-year-old can't be a goal in the NHL. Um, we'll see. If I had my way, it, w- it wouldn't have been now either. You know, it would have been sooner than later, but it wouldn't have been now. Um, that said, what else are they supposed to do? So here we are. Uh, I-, I hope the kid holds the job forever. It's nice to talk slash listen listen after a win. Forgot what that was like. It's always more fun. And now we have the black cloud of, well, nothing matters until they do this and until they do that. Well, now the black cloud of they have an incompetent coach is gone. Uh, I have no idea if Scott Gordon is a good coach or not. But you know what I do know? He's not Dave Haxtell. And Dave Haxtell, whether he's the worst coach in the world or just average and the players tuned him out, it wasn't going to work. We had enough of a sample size to see that Dave Haxtell was not going to work here, you know, and moving on from that is just a relief to everybody. It looked like a relief to the players on the ice tonight. It absolutely seemed like a relief to the people in the building because the atmosphere, you could actually hear the fans chanting on television. You could hear it. It wasn't fire Haxtell. It wasn't raining booze. They weren't throwing shit on the ice. It was actually people invested in the outcome of the game. And all that stuff matters. Need to bring up Moran. Moran is up. Moran is up. He's hurt. He can't play. Timeline is February. When he's healthy, I believe they will play him. Um, I think he's going to get a conditioning stint in the AHL right before the trade deadline. And then after the trade deadline, when there's no longer a roster limit, he'll be here. Uh, I, I very much think Samuel Moran is going to get a chance this year, but he's not healthy. Uh, that bench looked different the past two months. Really wanted that win for Carter Hart. Yeah, definitely. They, 
there was just, it just they seemed different tonight. You know, it's not if they just looked different out there. Maybe it's because we're looking for it. We want to believe they were going to be different, but they look different tonight. Will it carry over to Thursday? We'll see. That's a whole different story. They have Thursday and then they have back to backs this weekend. Do they have Saturday, Sunday again this weekend? I think that's what the schedule is. Fairly certain because we have the uh, holiday party. The Festivus party on the 23rd at Tavern on Broad. Be there. Be there for the Rangers game. Uh, let's see. Where are we here? Yeah, Nashville on Thursday. Home against Columbus on Saturday. Then they're up at MSG on Sunday. Yeah, so that's Sunday game at MSG. Come out to Tavern on Broad for the Broad Street Hockey Festivus party. It's always a great time. Uh, fifth, I think it's like half off drinks. Um, from 7 to 10 during the game. We're going to get there at like 6. Uh, and it's just going to be a great time. Last year, it's, it was one of our best uh, – last year, the uh, the Festivus party was one of our best watch party turnouts. And it was a big turning point in the season last year. It was the first game Provy and Ghost were put together. First game, um, Konechny was up on the top line. So it was kind of a big turning point. Uh, so we're hoping to see you all at Tavern on Broad on uh, on Sunday for that as well. Do you live in Maniunk? Could have sworn I saw you walking down Main Street earlier. I do not live in Maniunk, no. Uh huh. Called for Hart Stolar's tandem after the Calgary game. Knew it was coming. Well, it's not here yet because Stolar's is hurt, but yeah. Thursday is a good test for the whole team. Yeah, they absolutely need to come out and look at least uh, like they can compete and engage. If they look physically, if they look like I test again, if they look the way they look tonight, I will be very happy that this team maybe is turning a corner. Patrick looked good tonight. Baby steps. He looked, again, like a guy more engaged, a little more confident. Um, it, the team as a whole just kind of – so many guys looked like they were skating with an anvil on their back. Um, I, I, let's see if it continues. But for now, it looks like this coaching change was beneficial to a lot of guys. All right, let's scroll down, see if we uh, have any more – anything new here. Um Isaac is sticking to his guns and told Scott Lawton that Quenville will be Flyers coach by the end of January. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't doubt it. I, I very much believe the sources of uh, Isaac and Steph and all the people who reported it. Uh, and I'm positive that the Flyers are in some sort of contact with Quenville. And Quenville just doesn't want to – he doesn't want to coach until after the holidays. And I bet you he doesn't want to commit to this job. Uh, knowing that he can have pretty much any job outside of, I don't know, shit, <laughs> Toronto and uh, maybe Pit I guess Pittsburgh. I would say are the two, like the two coach. And Pittsburgh looks like shit right now. So who knows? You know, uh, he can have any job. He probably wants to see the direction of this franchise before he commits to it. I would guess. 
Um, but I, I, I'm sure he's at the top of their wish list, and they're going to do whatever they can to, to bring him in. Um, I very much believe the sources of those stories. I want and need Carter Hart to shut out the Pens in the Stadium Series game. I just need to go to a freaking outdoor game that the Flyers win. I don't care if they win 10-9. I just need to go to an outdoor game and see them win because I am 0-3, and I it's it's it's, it's a real pain in the ass because I've spent over $1,000 on freaking three games, and they've never won one. Uh, I would very much like to go to one and see them and see them win. Bill, first-time watcher, long-time listener. Now I know what people are talking about regarding your mustache. Glorious. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Thanks for joining us. Outside of Mac, it's hard to find things to complain about. My uh, my one minor change would be flipping Lawton and Limblom. Patrick works better with Limblom. Uh, I don't disagree. Uh, I don't know if they're going to switch things up right after a win, but I would like to see them get to that. Um Scott Law- it's not like Scott Lawton hasn't earned the time, you know, as much as I want to see Limblom up there. And I think Scott Lawton is a perfect 4C for this team. Um, I, I, it's not like Lawton hasn't earned the time with his play this year. If they get Q, could Gordon take over the power play or the penalty kill? If they get Q, I want Q to name his own assistants. That's it. I want him to bring in his buddies. Or I will, he has to have complete control over his staff. Oh, Bill, what did you think of Darren Pang saying the Flyers and Blues uh, have been talking Petrangelo Simmons? Jesus, we got Alex Petrangelo. For, I almost called him Evan because I have a friend named Evan Petrangelo. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's the trade, holy hell. It feels like hope has returned to Flyerdom. It certainly, certainly does. How good are outdoor games, Bill, and what are the best seats? Because I may want to go to the stadium series at the link. Um... I absolutely love the outdoor games. First one I went to was the one in Boston, sat on the Green Monster, one of the best sport experiences of my life. Um, You know, the one at Citizens Bank was just cool as shit because you're at your home ballpark watching a hockey game. It was a great time. I don't like the football stadiums as much. I was up in Pittsburgh whenever that was last year or whatever. Um, You just feel so far away. But I will say don't fall for the higher prices of lower seats. You want to be able to see – Sit in an upper section, get some elevation going. Yeah, Silverberg, that would be all. I mean, yeah. Yeah, give me, give me, I'll take Silverberg every day, absolutely. All right, guys, we're closing in an hour here. I think that's going to be all the time I have for you on this edition of Post Game. Big win over Detroit. Uh, Carter Hart gets that first career victory. A lot of guys looked like, at least for tonight, the, uh, the hack stall weight was off their shoulders. Just want to see it keep going. Uh, we're going to do something for a post game on Thursday. It's going to be a little different just because uh, I and many of my colleagues will be at the game for the Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation table, spreading awareness about their charity, having some fun. So if you're at the game, come over and say hi. 
I'll be the guy with the mustache and the long hair. Uh, that's about it. Oh, and if, I mentioned it earlier, but our Festivus party is Sunday the 23rd. Starts at 6 o'clock. Drink specials from hmm, – excuse me. Drink specials from 7 to 10. Uh, come out. Have a good time. It's always a great time when we get all the people together. And uh, just celebrate. Enjoy being around each other because we're all Flyers fans. And you can never have enough Flyers fan friends. That's all the time I have for you tonight. Uh, be sure to listen to me. I will be on the overnight show with Big Daddy Graham on 94 WIP. Uh, if you're a late night person or you wake up early, I am on from 2 a.m. till 5.30 a.m. I will be on, so not so much tonight as tomorrow morning, but it's never the next day to me until I've slept. So uh, listen to me there. I'll be, with, I'll be on with Big Daddy Graham tonight uh, instead of my usual Thursday night and a Friday morning schedule because of, you know, the holidays and everything. So thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. Be sure to subscribe, rate us, do all that fun stuff to our podcast feed. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or I don't know. Maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.